Welcome, everyone, to Football Frenzy. I'm Noah Daniel. I'm Safi Bereda. I'm Fashion Kanano. And we're just some teenagers who have a knack for football, and we can help propel you to become the first place in your fantasy football league. This is the first episode, and we have a very special one. We'll be talking about our running back rankings for the 2021-2022 season. We all have pretty different opinions on this because we value these players way differently. So I expect this one to be a good one, and let us know what you want to hear next. All right, let's jump into this one. So, Satsik, how about you start off and tell us which running back you want to talk about? I think we should start by talking about one of the most controversial running backs for the 2020 season, and that would be Ezekiel Elliott. And I personally have him ranked number six. How about you guys? Uh, I have him ranked number seven. What about you, Pashan? I have him number eight. Uh, I think that his 2020 season was not that impressive, and he might have a, another down year in the future. I think that his 2020 season is a little bit exaggerated because, I mean, ever since he's come into the league, he's been elite. And even though he had a down year or so, he was still ninth in PPR. And when Zeke was there, he still balled out. I mean, until week five, he was uh, RB3. So I think even with Zeke's coming back and, the, I mean, Dak coming back and the O-line becoming healthy, I think he'll still be elite. Yeah, and many people, they overlook him this year because of his 2020 season. But with with Dak, like Sotvik said, Zeke just functions way better, and he's almost unstoppable. And he catches the ball really well. He runs the ball really well. And once they um, improve the O-line, which I feel like they're going to do, he's just going to get even better from there. So I see good things for him, and I feel like he's going to do way better than he did last season. All right, let's talk about another running back now. Pop All right, let's talk about DeAndre Swift. Uh, I actually have him above uh, Zeke at number seven. What do you guys have him ranked at? I have him at number 11. Wow, I have him at number 14. Fashion, why do you have him so high? All right. All right, some reasons that I have DeAndre Swift high is uh, last year he was not used as a three-down uh, back last year, but I, I personally think that he will be uh, in the 2020 season. I mean, 2021 season. Due to his receiving ability, he does not need to see every touch in this backfield, although he will be seeing the majority of them. I, I believe he's a player of the caliber of, like, Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara. Uh, he will be seeing all the valuable touches in his backfield, which are, like, the goal line uh, goal line carries and the uh, receptions. I see very high upside due to this, as he proved in his rookie year. He uh, finished as... Uh, running back 17 in PPR formats, but from if you take out week uh, one through five, including his bye week, from week six to 16, he was a he was running back 10 in PPR formats, even though he had a concussion in two weeks in those in in week six to 16. I don't think it's a reach to put him at seven due to due to this. Uh, in his in this time frame, he had about four receptions per game, and not many facts can say this. Some uh, superior elite backs that can say this are like Alvin Kamara, CMC, Eckler, even though he doesn't get the uh, goal line carries that Swift will get. He's not a back that needs to get 25 to 30 touches a game uh, to score high fantasy points. Uh, a back that, I mean, a point that Noah, I think, will be saying in the future to why he will not be good is uh, Jamal Williams. And I don't think 
him coming to Detroit will affect his production as uh, he will be getting the touches from the between the 20s, which does not translate to much fantasy points. Uh, look at what he did in Green Bay, and it does not, uh, he does not take that many touches away from Aaron Jones. I see Jared Goff checking the ball to DeAndre Swift much more than Stafford did also at, uh, to add another point. The, the management of the head coach in Dan Campbell and offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn, uh, a former running back himself, will, should uh, help Swift's case even more. They have said multiple things about Swift as such, a, such as they were view him as a workhorse three three down back and that he will be getting much more carries. Swift had a, a 8.8 carries per game in his rookie season, and that will for sure be going up next year. A certain thing that will be holding back Swift, although, is his offense will be much worse, and he will probably get uh, maybe maybe he will get less goal goal line touches because they'll be scoring a little bit less. What about you guys? What do you guys think of Swift? Uh, well, I agree with what you said. I think he's a talented back, and he might get a lot of production. But, I mean, a little concerning thing about him is if he is a three-down back and he's, like, the workhorse of the Lions, like, he might get a lot of attention because, I mean, who is on that offense other than him? So he might get, like, a lot of focus from defenses, and it might take away touches from him. But other than that, I think he's a great back. But I personally wouldn't put him above, um, like, I guess, elite backs like Aaron Jones and Eckler. But I could see why you put him that high. How about you, Noah? Yeah, I already heard that DeAndre Swift will get a lot more carries than last year because Dan Campbell, he already came in and said that Swift is going to be a workhorse. So I know that his production uh, is going to go up because he's going to get a lot more opportunities. And I know he's a very skilled runner. But I see a couple problems with him. The first thing that I see is that he's obviously on the Lions, which are most likely going to be the worst team in the league next year. But there's a chance he could be like that James Robinson predict, uh, production like he did last year. James Robinson was on the worst team, and he, he broke out as an amazing running back. Swift could have that same way. But also, like you mentioned earlier, Jamal Williams, they didn't sign Jamal Williams for no reason. He's going to do something on the team, even if it – even if it's not much, he's still going to feed into some of Swift's carries. So I don't see it as a major threat, but I see it as a potential threat for him. And as long as Swift does get more carries than he did last year, he'll he'll be way better than he did last year. Because last year he was um, number 18 for PPR. So having him at 14, I think that's, that's definitely an improvement. And I think since he's very young, he young, he will continue to improve. But for next year, I only have him at 14. Since Eckler's name has been thrown out, I think we should talk about him. I personally have him ranked number nine because of Justin Herbert and the good offense that the Chargers are building. How about you guys? Uh, I personally have uh, Eckler ranked at number 13. Um, I have Eckler ranked at 10 because he. I feel like he's the best receiving back in the game after Kamara and CMC. Because he just gets an, an insane amount of targets in the passing game. Last year, he averaged over five receptions a game when he was healthy. And one game, he was even targeted 16 times. So that just shows how much um, Herbert is just throwing the ball to Eckler. Because he finished with 11 receptions. That's double-digit points only from receptions. He also is a pretty good quick runner. And the injury was the worst thing about him last year, including his goal line touches. He was losing a lot of those touches. 
and carries where he could have been getting um, easy touchdowns. So once they start giving him a more production in the rushing game, he he's going to blow up. He He's a menace in the passing game. He struggled on touchdowns rushing-wise. I think the touchdowns will come. So if that's what he's worried about, then he's in a great position because the touchdowns will eventually just follow his amazing play. The only downside I see to Eckler is he's not a true workhorse, in my opinion. Uh, he doesn't really get the goal line touches. And also, um, he didn't even start to start over in Melvin Gordon for his first three years. I'm pretty sure he started out somewhere around 11 games. He hasn't really proved much to me, and I, I will. I, I personally wouldn't pick him uh, like over the 10 back, 10 or like 12 backs I have above him. But you also have to think about how the addition of Corey Lindsley is going to just make his game even better. That gives him more protection, better. Uh, it's going to improve his run a lot. And the offense is just loaded. Everybody's going to be focused on Herbert. Everybody's going to be focused on Allen. Then Eckler's just going to get by. He's going he's gonna to gain a lot of yards. I think he's going to go under the radar this year. I think he's going to be a top 10 back for sure. Yeah, I agree. With the addition of Corey Lindsay, I think that's a big improvement for their run game. And I think the coaching staff is trying to, like, take pressure off Herbert on his sophomore year and try to get, like, a run game going. And if you see, like, many successful quarterbacks in the beginning years, they had a great run game. And, like, without the pressure, they balled out. And I think that Eckler is going to take a lot of pressure off Herbert and be a big part of that offense next year. Another young, exciting back I think we should talk about is definitely James Robinson. I actually have him ranked at number 15. What about y'all? I have him at number 15 also. I have him at number 13. Yeah, I mean, he was a beast last year. He was one of my favorite young players. I actually had him. He did amazing. I just don't see him repeating what he did last year, so I think he's going to have a little bit of a regression. Even though the offense would get better with Trevor Lawrence, most likely being drafted there, his role will change because the offense is not going to just be revolved around Robinson anymore. They're going to be focused on Trevor. So he will see a smaller workload. And I also heard that Urban Meyer said that the running back room is going to be sort of a committee. Although he said Robinson is going to be the clear leader of the committee, he did say that there was going to be a committee. So that does mean less touches for Robinson even more. So uh, th that's why I just see him doing not as well as he did last year. I think he's a big, big free agency winner. And uh, as the Jaguars did not bring anyone of much uh, good caliber as they brought in Carlos Hyde, which I don't think is like a, a good back. But other than that, I think he's, he's a great back. And I think 15 is a great spot for him as the consensus usually has him at round uh, 18 rank. Yeah, I think he's a little underrated right now, to be honest, even though he was, like, such a great back last year. And I don't think – I don't see Carlos Hyde being competition for him either. Even though it's a committee, like Urban Meyer said, he's still going to be a workhorse back. And I actually think with the addition of Trevor Lawrence, which is most likely going to go to the Jaguars, um, the offense is going to be, like, more loaded. He might – he's not going to take a big hit on, like, the offense, like the other touches, but I think he's still going to – play a big role in it and even the general manager of the Jaguars said that um he could even take a step forward from where he was a year ago so like you can tell that the team still believes in him and he's just 22 and I think he has a lot to prove so 
he's definitely a great back to pick. Yeah, I, I hope he does well. I just personally don't see him doing as well, but yeah, I hope he does well. All right, guys, let's talk about another third year back in Josh Jacobs. Um, so we're, I have him ranked at 22. What do you guys have him ranked at? I actually also have him at number 22. What about you, Southwick? I have him at 21. All right. So uh, I think with the addition of Kenyon Drake, he, uh, they will split a lot of uh, carries. And he's very touchdown dependent. Uh, as he proved last year, he doesn't work into the receiving game. And I have uh, a lot of backs such as Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, uh, Sanders, Chris Carson, and J.K. Dobbins above him. What about you guys? Yeah, I agree with you. He is definitely touchdown dependent. He he was top three in carries last year, I'm pretty sure. He was one of the top three, uh, one of the top backs in carries last year, but he was unable to do anything with it. And now his entire offensive line is gone. Like, they, they're all just out of there. So he's going to have some offensive line who's not going to be able to protect him. So that's going to make him get even worse. And then, like you said, Kenyon Drake coming in, that's just even less carries. So I see him being not a valuable back at all. I don't see him going in the top three rounds, actually, because I, I don't think he's going to do anything with his usage. or his, And I think his production will definitely go down. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Josh Jacobs took a pretty big hit when the Raiders signed Drake. I don't see the offensive line being a big problem for them, though, because even though they dumped a lot of their, like, I guess, high-end offensive linemen, they still have young people, and they have pretty good young people that, like, served them pretty well last year. But I think he's still, like, a pretty bad back and super low-end just because of how touchdown dependent he is and the other stuff you all mentioned. I have him as a low-end RB2 or mid-tier RB2. What about you guys? Yeah, I also think he's a low-end RB2. And I think that he's not even he, – he doesn't pose any threat in the receiving game. He didn't do it last year. I don't think he will continue to do that. He's, 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 like, a, he's like a fraud of Derrick Henry. So I, I don't think – I, I see him as a low RB, too, as well. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, to be frank, I wouldn't even trust him at RB2, like, unless I have, like, CMC or, like, Cook as my RB1. Because if I have, like, someone like Taylor or, like, a young back like Swift, I don't want Jacobs as my RB2 because he might, like, sell me a lot of the games. I totally agree. Okay, so let's go into – a young back now in Cam Akers. What do y'all, where do y'all have Cam Akers? I personally have him at number 11. What about y'all? I have him at number 10. I have him at 12. I have Cam Akers at number 11 just because he broke out last season after being injured a little bit and he was part of a, a running back committee. But the Rams are, they're handing him the keys and I know he for sure he will break out especially with Stafford on the Rams. The running game will just open up because uh, nobody looked at Goff as really a threat. They're not going to – they didn't They didn't see that as a threat. But now uh, Stafford coming in, they know he, he can sling the ball. So that opens up the field. That gives Cam Akers a good lane to run, and I see great potential for him this year. I agree with you, Noah. As a Stafford fan and a Lions fan uh, for many seasons, 
our new West African bring to the table. And he will for sure open up the uh, run game with uh, play action from Sean McVay. And um, I see Akers as being a great second round uh, pick in, in like the middle of the second round or late. I think that would be a great ideal spot to pick him. What about you? Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I think Akers is a great back. He has a lot of potential. And obviously under Sean McVay, he said that Sean McVay himself said that he sees him as an every down back. So I guess he has a lot of confidence. And he's he is like he broke out last year and he's like a great back. We all know that. The only bad thing I see about him is the division he's in. Because the teams he faces against has have like a pretty solid run block. So he would have to go through that, but I think that he, I would trust him as a RB2. Yeah, I, I agree with you on both parts. I think, do y'all think that he might turn into how Todd Gurley did and emerge like Todd Gurley did on the Rams? Or no? I don't think he will be as, as good as Todd Gurley, but I could see him be that around there. Level. Yeah. Level, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'll be as good as Todd Gurley, or at least he's too young to even, like, know how good he'll be. But he still has a lot of potential, and I'm pretty sure Sean McVay would do everything he can to, like, not make him an injury-prone back or something like that. But he's – he I don't think he'll be as good as prime Gurley. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really need to. I think if he stays consistent, I think that's way more important and valuable. For sure, for sure. All right, I think we should talk about Derrick Henry now. King Henry, he rushed for 2K yards last year. I have him at number three. What about y'all? Um, I actually have him ranked number seven. Uh, I see a pretty big decline in his production next year. And I think that because he rushed 2K yards, like history has shown that backs that rushed 2K yards saw a pretty big regression in yards, touchdowns, and fantasy points. And the Titans have also lost many key pieces on offense and defense. I think they're just going to have an overall bad year. And people might say that, like, since there's not a lot of weapons, that he might get a lot of focus and, like, production, like, through his touches. But I think that, like, just because, like, what the Ravens did last year in the playoffs, like, I I think he can be locked up, to be honest. Like, he's a beast, but it's possible to lock him up if the entire defense works on him. And it's much easier for them to work on him when – the only other person down in your guard is A.J. Brown, basically. And, like, so I think he's going to see a pretty big hit next year. I have him ranked at number four. Uh, I could – I definitely see a decline, but I don't think it'll be that deep. Uh, I think if he gets the volume – and he has increased the volume every single year since his rookie season. If he gets the volume, he'll continue to uh, score fantasy points, but – it, I, the only problem I see is injury, and I I could see Henry getting injured. Not that I'm wishing any injury on any person, but injury is the only thing that could stop him, in my opinion. I don't think a beast like him could really get injured. He's he's too strong. I, I don't know if y'all have seen his workout videos, but I feel like there's nobody that could stop him. And Bro, on I, your point, can get injured. I mean, yeah, anyone could get injured, but it looks like he's the one injuring people out there. But yes, the point, super strong topic, you said yeah. Davis and Johnny, Dave, uh, Corey Davis and Johnny Smith gone, along with um, Adam Humphreys. I feel like that might help him, even though they're going to focus on him. I know the Ravens, they were able to contain him, but I feel like 
even though they're going to have more focus on him, I still think he's he's just going to get through it. And I feel like with these key pass catchers gone in Davis, Johnu, and Humphreys, I feel like Derrick Henry might actually evolve and start catching the ball more. And once he can do that, he'll be the clear-cut number one back. But that is one thing holding him back. But um, from fantasy-wise, his points have increased every single year. Some may, some from 2019 may think that it was impossible to to jump up the next year, but he was able to do it. He jumped up by 38 more points. I feel like he can jump up again, and I think he'll have a great year. I think we should now talk about one of the most, like, popular running backs these days, which is Jonathan Taylor. Where do you guys have him ranked? I have him ranked number five. I also have him at number five. I actually have him at number eight because I actually had him a little bit higher, but I had to move him down a little bit after seeing that Marlon Mack re-signed with the Colts. I don't think it's going to have too much of an impact on him at all because he's already shown that he is that star um, in uh, for the Colts. But I feel like that's still going to cut into a little bit of his carries. And um, Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins are still there. So I still think that his carries and um, um, his carries will decline a little bit, but I still think he's in the best position. He has probably the best O-line with him, and Carson Wentz is there now. That that poses a little threat for the Colts. Um, so I, I see Taylor having a good year because he played bad against really bad defenses last year, but at the end of the season, he shined. He showed his true talent, so I think that he will continue to do that for the entire year next year. I agree with uh, what uh, Noah said about the O-line. I think it's probably the best O-line with uh, Quentin Nelson and uh, other people. And what's it called? I think the, that uh, Carson Wentz will have a much better year than what he did last year. And uh, with his head coach, uh, Frank Reich, reuniting with him, I think he could bounce back to his uh, MVP form. But uh, And this will help Taylor a lot, and that's why I'm at number five. What about you, Celtic? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that his O-line is the best, and he has a great situation. But I actually think that the addition of Carson Wentz kind of hurts him, to be honest, because um, uh, Philip Rivers was like, he used to check him down, like, pretty often, and he used to get, like, a lot of points through that. I don't think Wentz would do that as often. But with Taylor being, like, a beast that he is in the O-line, I think he'll still be a top-five back. And I don't see the RB competition being that big of a problem unless, like, Taylor just literally can't catch the ball, which means that Hines would probably be in for those plays, but I think he should be fine. Yeah, I think – um I think Taylor's he's super young, obviously, so he we have not seen the best of him yet. So I think he's he should he should just be improving with the skill and the talent that he has with him and around him. So I yeah, I see a good year for him. To finish it off, I disagree with what Noah said about Marlon. I, I don't think uh it affects Taylor whatsoever. I think Taylor is a true workhorse and will prove it next year. Okay, okay. So now do you want to Talk about our last running back of the day, Nick Chubb. I actually have Nick Chubb ranked number five. What about Joel? I have him at number 11. I have him at number eight. Hmm. Why do you have him so low? 
uh, I think that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is not a good situation together. But they did, they proved that last year it, it would not matter. I love Chubb's talent and what's it called? Usually he is a, a first round pick, but I don't I don't like to uh, select committee backs in, in the first round. I will be avoiding Nick Chubb in the 2020, uh, 2021 first round. So he will, I will be sucking in the second round if he falls, but I will not be sucking in the first round. What about you guys? Yeah, I totally agree with Poshin. I think that the only reason I have him at number eight and not 13 like Poshin is because I think he's the best pure runner in NFL. And he has a lot of talent and a great offensive line. But the bottom line is he's never been a top seven running back in PPR. And I definitely don't see him breaking that with, uh, when he has to share a backfield with Hunt. And he has, like, Landry and OBJ. And Baker Mayfield is getting more comfortable throwing the ball now, too. And so I think that uh, Chubb wouldn't really be a great bat to pick, like, top five or top six. Even. Uh, I have to disagree with that. I agree with uh, him being the best pure runner. I think he for sure is because the way he runs, you feel like he's about to have a 50-yard touchdown every time he runs. He he just takes off so fast. And I feel like uh, we had the same question about Kareem Hunt last year, and I don't think he served as much of a threat because when uh, Nick Chubb was healthy last year, he had um, over he had double-digit fantasy points except for two games every game every time that he played last year. So he he he. I feel like he's not a committee. I feel like he's a workhorse. I think that. Um, Kareem Hunt is in there to mix it up a little bit, change up the offense. But I feel like that doesn't affect Nick Chubb because he makes the most of his opportunities for sure. I don't think that even if he gets less carries, he's still getting the yards. He still gets the touchdowns. I think um, – I feel That's like Nick Chubb – Kareem Hunt actually had more points last year than uh, – Well, that was because – probably because Nick Chubb was injury, yeah. Yeah, that but, was an injury, but yeah. I mean – He, he took a lot of his points. He he gets all the receptions and the, a lot of touchdowns are stolen from uh, Chubb by Kareem Hunt. But whenever Kareem Hunt was uh, took his place, whenever Nick Chubb was hurt, Nick Chubb just came back and he showed that he was the top dog. He was the lead boss. So I think that he is definitely a top five pick. I would for sure pick him in the first round. Um, he has so much to prove. He's only twenty five years old. I know that he can. I know that he can get those touchdowns. He's He's not even touchdown dependent, but he gets many, many touchdowns. And once he starts getting used in the passing game a little bit more, he will he'll be even better. I know that his situation has just so many stars around him. So people may think that it's uh, not good for him, but I still think that his everything is there for him. He's he's been putting up numbers, and when healthy, he is one of the top five running backs in the league. I also have him at number 11, not number 13. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, still, still out of the top 10. Yeah, it's still a little lower than usual. Yeah, I agree. So. That was a pretty good episode today, guys. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really I enjoyed think, that. I think that uh, a lot of these running backs are going to um, break out. Some may fall back, but... I think that uh, 2021-22 season will be a good year, especially for these running backs because they always have something to prove. Thank you for listening to Football Frenzy. We'll catch you in the next episode.
To view our full running back rankings list, visit our Instagram at fantasy.frenzy.